Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. And good morning, everybody. It's the end of the week. It's Friday. And you know what that means? You're on Political Coffee. Yes, that's the name of this radio show. It means it's Freedom Friday. And that is an opportunity for you to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically. It doesn't have to be what's on my list today. What's on your mind? Got something you want to get off your chest? Just burning in there and you got to get it out. This is your day. And you know how easy that is? You just call 503-589-1220. 503-589-1220 or shoot me an email to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. We're going to talk today about Julie Hoy's testimony Monday night where her motion to repeal the Salem City income tax was rejected. There are some real nuggets in here, and I told you we would talk about this, and I want you to take a look at that. Avis, by the way, thanks for sending all the great information. Tuesday night, we're going to be at the Honky Tonk. It's the political coffee clatch. Uh, I will be going over some of this, and I will be presenting the budget detective, how to be a budget detective. So you can just kind of the principles and the things you need to look at as you're going into Salem City budget. Because now we have a campaign. Now we have the opportunity to find the discrepancies, find the outright lies, and Julie Hoy has, to find the well, the hidden little gems of misspending or fuzzy accounting, where they're moving money around between departments, you know, how to kind of make it look a little worse than it really is. We're going to talk to you about how to do all of that. And I'll share that with you in a PowerPoint presentation that I had put together some years ago. But the principles of it still matter. GL, thanks for the um, email about women in Soviet prisons. Now, this was back in the days when there was a Soviet Union. It's a fascinating. It's an old book. But what's interesting here? In, in, in fact, I, I have a book that somebody gave me about Soviet prisons and being arrested. The uh, the thing to, and this is relevant, and I'll tell you why it's relevant, because look at what's happening to the January 6th, quote-unquote, insurrection, which, by the way, Trump has not been charged with insurrection or rebellion, so the 14th Amendment does not apply. What's happening to them? Right now, 
Proud Boys people, associates being sentenced to 18 years in prison, 17 years in prison for leading a rebellion. That same gulag exists in the Washington, D.C. jail system right now where some of these people have been held for two and a half years and have not been given a trial date. Let me read from the book here. I just, just, I just want to share this with you, and then we'll get to the phones. Quote, the people tend to accept the capricious and savage nature of punishment. They are accustomed to arrests for no real crime. And in the Stalinist era, sentences without trial, 25 years imprisonment, or maximum since reduced to 15 years. The saddest prisoners are the orphans who seem doomed to the gulags for the rest of their lives. They were particularly, by the way, hard on Jehovah's Witnesses. This is interesting. It's uh, it's a fascinating read. Uh, Corby writes an email on Freedom Friday about bioweapon shots. Um, so he actually, actually, I mean, there's some really good stuff in here. Um, it's theory. Uh, I'm not going to read it to you, but I, I, I will tell you that something's really wrong and we know it is. This is why so many of us, why would you trust government after what we've learned of the deep step, why would you trust government to tell you anything? As we've learned about the CDC shots, it, I mean, think about it. If these shots were safe and effective, they wouldn't have lied to us about, well, first, it'll keep you from getting COVID. And then, well, it won't keep you from getting COVID. It'll just keep you from getting COVID as bad. And then we find out that hardly anybody has died, according to the CDC, that story this earlier this week, from COVID. Why would you trust government to tell you anything anymore? Look at what's going on in Maui. Something's really wrong there. Completely wrong. By the way, California Democrats want to arrest, get, get a news. This is a Liberty Daily story. California Democrats want to arrest the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, in a new quote-unquote criminal probe. Why? Because he literally is sending busloads of illegal aliens that come across Joe Biden's open border to California. They want to do a criminal probe. They want to arrest him. There is, by the way, no length or depth of lowness. These loathsome Marxists, and that's who they are, folks, will sink to. Got to go to the phones. It's Freedom Friday, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. We'll start first with Jess, and then we'll move to Art. Jess, good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Yay. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so a little background and moving into uh, the Salem's budget. I was uh, elected or nominated to be on the budget committee for the city of Turner in 2013. It was a sham. I did not attend the last meeting when the vote would take place because they wouldn't answer any of my questions. 
Anyways, in the course of being on that committee, of course, I bop around and I talk to people. And just to help you guys out, apparently the city of Salem is renowned for hiding their slush funds in the parks and recreation budget. So that's where you start. Okay. And a lot of this tax has to do with parks. They're claiming it does. Uh-huh. They move, they move the excess money to there and hold it there, and they move it out when they want to, but they always claim that they need more money for the Parks and Recreation Department because of costs, and it's, it's their little hideaway. That's good, good information to know. We'll focus on that. Uh, thank you very much. Hey, thanks, Jess, and I, I do appreciate you sharing that. Those of you who okay. are looking into the budget, listen to what Jess just said. Go look at the Parks and Rec budget in detail, okay? And compare it with prior years to see where they're parking money in and out. We may even want to try to um, drill down into the monthly part of that. Friends, I also want to thank uh, my power Honda for being one of our sponsors. They are a part of the power auto group sponsors, the call in talk line that we're going to talk with Jess or, um, art in, in just a moment today, they have 932 vehicles available. Check them out. You're looking for a new Honda or a pre-owned certified vehicle of any type. Trust. Power Honda. Go to MyPowerHonda.com. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Good morning, Brother Jeff. First of all, appreciate everything you're doing, the work, because it's very, very important work. There is no doubt about it. Um, I, I definitely want you to send me, or I'll try to find Julie's contact information, because I do want to talk to her about okay. how we proactively address this situation because guess what jeff hey the state of oregon has more money than they know what to do with record forecast proof there we're getting a kicker no ifs ands or buts about it and so the state's got record money well then we should dang well make sure that they spend it correctly and one of the ways that they spend it correctly is that our doggone governor starts focusing on the capital city in our state instead of focusing on Portland in that area, that cesspool, um, and actually helping resolve the issues of this city. It's very, very important. You and I both know that. Now, <laughs> uh, is it going to be an easy task? Hell no. But no. it starts right at the top with our lousy governor, Tina Kotak. And I'll tell that to her face, Jeff, because she is a lousy governor. She She's just like Kate Brown and even worse. And... Proof is in the pudding. She's rated one of the lowest uh, governors in the whole United States. But now uh, we got to focus the good people on the city commission to start making them 
do their job appropriately instead of make up excuses and zap us for more taxes. Uh, I mean, there is no dang doubt about it. But the time has come, okay, for us to get those who are good on the city commission, uh, you know, pushing buttons. Because the way you get the squeaky wheel gets the grease, as you know, you were That's a legislator. Right. <laughs> That's right. yeah, you were a legislator. Yep. Uh, there is no doubt about that. However, we need to even go further than using uh, good city commissioners. We need to go to our Marion County commissioners. Okay, because we have a problem here in Salem, there is no doubt about it, okay? The homeless and everything, and we know who's at fault for that, uh, of course, our illustrious governor and the Democrats, and this, the county commissioners need to get involved because the city of Sa Salem, the capital city, is within their district, and they need, it's their responsibility to help resolve these issues, and watch the city. Can we continue, Jeff? Um, no, because I, I need to get into um, Julie Hoy's actual testimony. This is this is powerful stuff, and we okay. need it. Okay, but well, we got to get the county commissioners involved, right. too, Jeff. It's very critical. If we don't, we're not going to win. But we can win with the proper participation. Love Agreed. you, man. Great weekend. If it ain't... Folks, it's up to us. Art's right. If we don't get involved, we're going to lose everything we cherish. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Folks, it's up to us. You can't trust politicians at any level, elected politicians, to do you what you want them to do. Unless you get involved, unless you, like Art says, it's up to us. Unless you participate. And you're going to learn how to do that at a higher level when you come to the political coffee clatch on Tuesday night at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. That's where I'm going to share some of this stuff. I'm going to read you in a moment. And literally the basic principles you can use to go in and look at the city's budget. And thank you to those of you who have been. I want to remind you, Eric Azer is a contractor that you can absolutely trust to come into your home or your business and not make an ungodly mess that interrupts your life and is a negative. He's very good at what he does. And he listens to you. He works very closely with you. And he's very transparent. He doesn't make your life miserable. So if you're looking for a remodel, or just general handyman things, or frankly, an addition, why don't you check out Eric Azer? Go to RighteousRenovations.com. Righteous renovations.com you'll be glad you did you'll see great before and after pics and you'll see very satisfied customer comments righteous renovations.com this is excerpted from julie hoy's testimony monday night she sent this to me now 
let me just quickly preface this. Everything that she she told me over the phone that she had a group of people who are professional auditors with experience in municipal auditing and budgets find this stuff and more. That's a wonderful thing, and I'm glad they stepped forward. That's what we're going to try to teach you how to do. And it's a skill you can take to any budget, not just city of Salem, but any. Testimony of hers Monday night. Here's what she said. According to page 49 of our 2022 annual comprehensive financial report, the general fund reported a surplus in 22 of $9.768 million after budgeting a deficit of $1.4 million. I've seen it reported, she said, that we had a deficit of $11.2 million for 2022. But that was actually how much we exceeded our budget. And then she included the link. I will put that on the show plan. You can look at it yourself. So it's been reported that in 2022, they had a deficit of 11 million. Well, their own financial report says they had a surplus of $9.7 million. They didn't have a deficit. She continues. The surplus in the general fund is not unique to 2022. Over the past 10 years, she said, the city of Salem has budgeted general fund deficits every year. In some years, that deficit has been as much as nearly $12 million. Last year, it was only $1.4 million, but that assumed we would transfer, okay, listen to this, we would transfer $6.5 million from other funds to close the gap. But only three of the last 10 years have actually re- have reported actual deficits. So only three of the last 10 years have they had an actual deficit. And actual results in all 10 years have been at least $7.5 million better than what was budgeted. So in other words, the city was saying, we're going to have a deficit every year for the last 10 years. But it turns out that seven out of those 10 years, on average, they got seven and a half million dollars more than what they budgeted for. She continues, during the past 10 years, the general fund balance has grown from 20.8 million to 40 million. So in 10 years, the general fund balance in the city of Salem has doubled. She concludes this part by saying it doesn't look like we're depleting our reserves. So your, your balance is your reserve funds. So they've been able to double their reserves while claiming that they're running deficits. Now, the Statesman Journal And other organizations have been absolutely complicit in this. 
because they only report what the city wants them to report. Well, we've got a deficit of 11 million. We got to raise taxes. They're lying to you. I'll include the link to this also. And she puts in notes here. See, quote unquote, from the, the city's budget, a headline general fund change in fund balance, unquote, and, quote, general fund ending fund balance, unquote. Then she says, we appear to be following the same trends for the first three quarters of fiscal year 2023. According to the City of Salem Financial Summary, through quarter three fiscal year of 2023 posted on the city's website, Total resources were 169 million, while total expenditures were only 120 million. And they've got a surplus in the first three quarters of this fiscal year. I'll get into more of this when we come back at 6.30. You don't want to miss it, folks. This is ammunition for you. Persuade a persuadable. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-four minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. It's Freedom Friday. That means you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today politically. It doesn't um, doesn't matter. It's on my Agenda, what's on yours? 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. It's your day to get something off your chest. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news, and I will try my best to read them on the air. Today's lie of the day, you know, with the Biden administration and spokeswoman Karine Jean-Pierre. You get the lie of the day. Listen to this. This is a gateway pundit story. In her daily press briefing, here's what she said. Joe Biden has, quote, has done more to secure the border than anybody else. Unbelievable. The words don't even describe reality. Not by any stretch of the imagination. None at all. We'll get more into even more important parts of Julie Hoy's testimony Monday night. Councilwoman Julie Hoy. And and, and we'll get her on the air. She's not going to be joining us. She'll be out of town uh, at the political coffee clatch. On Tuesday night at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill starting at 6 o'clock, I am going to be presenting not only this, but I, you know, I'm also going to have it on the show plan today so you can go ahead and 
and check it out for yourself. But I'll be talking about how to become a budget detective. Let me just quickly, before we go to the phones, it's Freedom Friday, and I got calls stacking up. So everybody, hang on. Let me just remind you, even though it got cool, because we had rain yesterday, it's kind of, kind of misty here where I am on the farm. It's going to get hot again tomorrow, supposedly. So you know what? You know if you're uncomfortable at home because your HVAC system is just not keeping up. Either your furnace system or your air conditioning system. If your heat pump isn't working right, call Freedom Heating and Air. Have them come out and fix it before we get into the really cold weather of winter. And it's coming, you know. I mean, fall's here. Give them a call. Freedom Heating and Air. They'll come out and they'll fix it for you. Maybe it's just time to upgrade. Give them a call. 503-580-1456. We'll go. We'll start with Michael, and then we'll go to our next caller, and then Gary. Michael, good morning. Morning, Jeff. Yeah, I was going to talk about that Maui being strange, and you, sure. you kind of you already said it. It's pretty weird, yeah. isn't it? What's going on there? Yeah. Is, is this going to be the new norm? Well, uh-oh. Oh, God. You, you know, maybe. I mean, with, with the Biden administration, I mean, what are they hiding? Why do they have to put up a black fence? You know, and then these and stories about the Marines fence. having firefights with FEMA and FBI. What? Yeah, that's kind of spectacular. It just... just the thing is, usually when they say uh, a Marine unit is doing something, they'll give the unit number. Yes. And they never did that. And well, the Marines yes. are part of the Navy, so how come the Navy wasn't involved in it? Good point. Good point. Yeah, Again, supposedly crazy. this comes out of uh, Marine General Smith, the commandant. Well, he's not the commandant, but he's the... The head general at Camp Pendleton, supposedly he uh, had Marines deploy that were in Hawaii from a Marine Corps base over there. So, I mean, yeah, that, but that's the first again, Marine division is Camp Pendleton. Um, Hawaii's got different numbers. Okay. Well, I've not seen any corroborating testimony, and I don't think we would see it. I would think that the Marine that Biden, through the Joint Chiefs of Staff, down to the Marine Corps Commandant, who's part of the Joint Chiefs, would tell this general to shut up, you don't say anything about it, and you leave. That's what I think Ready? probably has happened. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if there's something more. Michael, it's a great question. Something's wrong in Maui, folks. There's just something really, really wrong there. You know yeah, it. Have a great day, Jeff. And I know you too, Michael. Thank you. Let's go to our next caller. Caller, good morning. Who are you and what do you got to say on Freedom Friday? Hey, good morning. You're up. Are you there? Hi, good morning. Are you there? Caller? Okay. Let's move to Gary then. Gary, you're up. Go Beavs. Hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. Kick off tomorrow. It is, isn't it? It is. Should be fun. College? Great, great year. 
Hey, uh, just reminding people, and I know you've got the busiest group in the in the world as far as going to different meetings. But the uh, forest, the board of forestry is meeting next Wednesday and Thursday at eight o'clock to talk about closing down the forest for seventy years. Uh, you won't even be able to walk through the forest. Uh, it is. Uh, it'll look. It'll make Maui look like a walk in the park. Yeah, that's uh, it's an unbelievable thing. Um, it's a consequence of elections, whether they're rigged or not. The board of forestry destroyed the forest in the last forty years. I remember growing up, uh, we didn't have forest fires like this, not no. uh, this size and frequency or anything like that, because they've killed the forest. We're no longer managing the forest. We're worshiping the forest. We're setting aside the forest, and the forest is dying. And when it dies, it burns. And uh, we're looking at major forest fires. If we close it for 70 years, uh, the forest will be over. I mean, it will, it'll be just a raging forest fire every year uh, because it'll kill it. They're, we're, not, we're no longer managing. We're not being stewards of the forest. We're absolutely killing the forest. You couldn't come up with a, uh, a more devastating plan for the forest than what we've done for the last 40 years. And everything people, uh, surrounding it, your I'll, your your farm, etc., is right in the crosshairs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it, folks, if you think for one minute that the Marxist eco terrorists that are pushing these policies at all levels, you think you think that they're just going to be relegated to the forest? Oh no, no, no. They're coming after every chemical we use to create food. That have clean grass seed. In my case, they're coming after all of it. Everything they don't care about the forest. They come after all of it. They care. They care about virtue signaling and worshiping and being good people by keeping us out of the forest, whether the forest dies or not. It's just like the, they're all of the clubs that they use—racism, sexism, homophobia—all of it are just tools to get more power, and they say we're hugging the trees when actually they're killing the trees. You're right. Gary, thank you. Um, Go Ducks. It, it, with what, what night is the, or what day is the, the Board of Forestry meeting? Uh, I, I think I lost him. Right, go, Beebs. Um, all right, let's go back to our, our uh, caller, caller. Let's try it again. Can you hear me? Caller, are you there? Good morning. You can speak now. You're on the air. Hello. Okay. Um, let's go to Tim. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. I just want to talk about the kicker real quick. Sure. Um, I thought the kicker, plus having the uh, funds sent to the individual as opposed to a tax credit, was an excellent message for the Republican Party. I talked to the Republican Party on a number of times. I even talked to the Democratic Party. I talked to the Public Employees Union. I even talked to Kevin Maddox about it. And I think it was a missed opportunity. So my question to you is, how do we... Uh, get the Republican Party to quit being being a rhino and support Republicans 
because just like with Trump, the Republican Party was rhino, not individuals. So how do how do we do that? Well, it's simple. You you take over the party with at the precinct level. You take over. First of all, you fill all the precinct positions because there's lots of unfilled precinct positions. They need to be filled with America First candidates, constitutional conservatives, and then they elect leadership at the local level in all county parties across Oregon that are conservatives. And then you send the message to the leadership of House and Senate Republicans that don't bother running candidates who are rhinos. Don't bother running candidates who will not stand on their values and principles and sacrifice themselves. Don't bother with any more Vicki Bree Iversons who sell us out. Because yes, it was a missed opportunity. I thought they were negotiating over that. No, apparently they sold out and instead of getting a check of $2,000 just before Christmas, you're going to get a tax credit that you don't even get until 2024 and you file your taxes. Yeah, we have. It's up to us. Now, when I come... Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Friends, um, yeah, the MyPillow six-piece towel sets, they are back. All of the colors are back. These are the best towels you'll ever try. Trust me. I believe that. That's my experience. I'm using them. I love them. I am buying them for other people and not just my mother. Because now you get all these great colors. When I bought mine several months ago, before my pillow became one of our radio show sponsors, they were running low on them. I didn't have my choice of colors. Now you do. Save 50%, friends. If you go to my pillow and you buy the towels or any of their other great products using the promo code PC23, that's the initials of this radio show, Political Coffee 23 stands for the year 23. PC23 gets you 50% off the new six piece towel sets. They also have state fair specials five dollar specials for various things like the kids pillows which have bible stories on them Hmm. that's kind of cool for five bucks state fair specials using the same promo code you'd 50 percent off the my pillow mattress sale using the promo code Plus an additional $100 off with that promo code. I'm mean, going go on and on and on. The slippers, folks, you, I have two sets of their slippers and I love them. They are fantastic. One set I wear outside around the farm and the other set I just kind of stay in the house. They are awesome. You are not going to find a more comfortable slipper. So, friends, all of them, I'm serious. 
Do you support what Mike Lindell is doing for voter integrity across the country? Do you support what we're trying to do at KSLM Radio and this radio show for voter integrity, for freedom, for liberty? Please consider going to my pillow, buying gifts. Christmas is coming up. It's not too early. Take advantage of some of these fantastic 50% off sales. Use the PC code or use the code, promo code PC23. MyPillow.com. PC23. Julie Hoy's testimony. Let me let me read this to you again. And I please do not miss this. This paragraph has to do with the, the city of Salem's general fund. Then I'm going to get into the overall financial budget of the city. Listen to this. We appear to be following the same trends for the first three quarters of the fiscal year of 2023. According to the city of Salem financial summary through Q3 fiscal year 2023, third quarter of 2023, posted on the city's website, total resources, total income, $169 million, while total expenditures were $120 million. After deducting the beginning fund balance, which is what you have to do, this means that the general fund again had a, has, a, has a surplus of $8.6 million through nine months. She said, we appear to be on our way to another surplus over $9 million and a growth in resources of almost 10% year over year. This appears to directly contradict public claims that revenue growth is not keeping pace with population growth. In addition, our ending fund balance has grown to $49 million. Our reserves are continuing to grow. So, friends, they're lying to you when they say they have an $11 million or now a 15, you don't know what you believe, 15 million, 11 million deficit. They don't. Look at their actual numbers. And I will give you the links. They'll be on the show plan today on our Telegram page and at kslm.news where you can listen to the podcast and see all of these stories. Now, let's talk about the general fund, and this is powerful. This is what Julie said. Do not miss this. Listen. She said, I spent most of my time on the general fund. Now let's consider the city funds for a look at the city's overall financial picture. We seem to consistently end each fiscal year with higher reserves than was budgeted for that year. Our 2022 budget expected to only have combined fund balances of $117 million at June 30th of 2022. That's the end of the year, of their budget year. Let me say it again. Their 2022 budget expected to only have combined fund balances at the end of the budget of $117 million. Instead, she said, we ended the fiscal year 2022 with combined fund balances of $379 million. It's an excess, she said, 
of $261 million. So they said in their budget that they adopted in 2022 that they expected to end that budget year with $117 million. They ended the budget year with $379 million, $261 million more. So when the city of Salem says, or when you have people in your world that believe that, well, they're going to close fire stations, they're going to cut the cops, we're going to close all our parks, we're not going to be, the homeless problem will just get worse. So we can't repeal the tax. For anybody that says that in your life, in your world, Say to them, did you know that every year the city's reserves are growing by millions? Did you know that in 2022, their ending fund balance in the entire city had an excess of 261 million more than they budgeted for? And yet they're telling us they have to raise our taxes, take another $506 out of my wallet and your wallet, they're lying to. And then share with anybody who will listen the actual links that show this. Julie shared with me one of the ploys that the city of Salem is using. Here's what it is. One of the ploys is that normally in budgeting and in all my years in both the legislature and the Sublimity Fire Board and Oregon Charter Academy School Board, your budgets with brackets around them mean that's a negative, it's a deficit. In the Salem City budget, there's a little asterisk down at the bottom of the page. And it said that those brackets represented a surplus. And everybody looks at it and thinks, wow, that has to be a minus, a negative. Not so. Those are some of the games we'll talk about Tuesday night at the political talk class. Join us. Have a great week.